Have you made your list and checked it twice? No, not that one. The big old resolution list. I know I talked about how resolutions aren't my jam, but I'm a fan of the idea of resolutions. It's like taking out a clean sheet of paper to rewrite your list because the first one wasn't clean enough. And if there was ever a year to start fresh, this is it. But notice I said rewrite, or maybe a better word is reframe. I'll bet that you made some resolutions or goals for 2020, and then, well, 2020 happened. But I'm also willing to bet that those were sound goals, things that meant a lot to you and many you were still able to carry out, just maybe in a rewritten form that you weren't expecting and definitely didn't ask for. So that's what we're going to talk about today. You're listening to the Anacrusic Podcast, episode 112, and today we're talking all about creating your goals for 2021. and I've helped music teachers just like you get more intentional in their classrooms through my trainings, curriculum, and tips shared on this podcast. The truth is, teaching music is hard. You have a bunch of kids to teach and not a lot of free time to figure out how. Feeling overwhelmed and frustrated is totally normal. But here's the good news. It only takes a few simple steps to flip the script. And although it may be simple, it's definitely not easy unless you have the right toolkit. So let's start tuning and transforming your music teacher life right now. The actionable steps you need to find the purpose, follow a sequence, and choose joy are right here. This is the Anacrusic Podcast. Okay, you may have finally hit your stride in terms of all the changing things with teaching in 2020 and now 2021, but even though the way you've been teaching is probably a little different, what you're teaching, the intention behind what you're teaching is still the same. And so planning stress is probably all too real right now. Think about it. How often do you stare at your open computer screen looking at a blinking cursor, thinking, what should we do this week? Is it every time you sit down to plan your lessons? It took me a hot minute to figure it out too, to be honest, and at first it was a hot mess express. I threw things in all willy-nilly at the last minute, wasn't really sure what led here or there, and I had no clue how to keep my kids engaged throughout my music lessons. I knew there had to be an easier way, a process, or a system for how to plan my lessons week to week that would be efficient, effective, and beat the overwhelm. Well, guess what? There totally is. And I want to share that system with you. Join me in my upcoming free workshop, The Ultimate Music Lesson Planning Roadmap, How to Plan Music Lessons Without the Overwhelm. I'll share with you the four planning pillars that have perfected my planning process inside this free workshop. Head to anacrusic.com forward slash workshop to snag your seat. Again, that's anacrusic.com forward slash workshop. Lately, I've been trying to rush through a few books that I want to make sure I complete before the new year and all the goal setting and reset buttons and all that good stuff. And, you know, I had this big lofty goal to read like 52 books, like a book a week and, you know that didn't happen. So I'm just trying to get really honed into those books that I think will really make a difference in the new year. And one of the books that I'm reading is Atomic Habits by James Clear. Now, books and I have a strange relationship. I love to read. Like, I love, love, love to read. But I only like to read what I love. This exists for me sort of twofold. 
First of all, if I'm not into a book and I don't have to read it, I'm done after like 20 pages or the first chapter. And I know what you're going to say. I probably didn't give it a chance and I need to stick with it and all those things. But this mama is short on time and books are my escape. But secondly, I have books everywhere. I have some in my office, on my nightstand. I have books I read in hardback, listen to on Audible or read on my Kindle. And I have roughly five going at any time, like ready to go, depending on my mood or where I'm reading. Audible is a fairly new-ish thing to me, although I love podcasts, so it just makes sense that I would love audiobooks too. But every once in a while, I listen to a book and I know pretty quickly that I'm going to have to finish listening and then reread the hard copy. And Atomic Habits is one of those. There is so much practical but also research-based advice on how to structure your life and your environment in a way that will set you up for success for the habits you want to have and the habits you want to break. And also, there's just a few gems along the way that really make me stop and think. And so I wanted to share a few of those with you today as you may be thinking about setting some new goals for yourself in 2021. The first thing I came across in the book is, the best is the enemy of the good the quote by Voltaire. This quote came up in the book and it made me go down the rabbit hole of internet quotations. And many folks have reversed this and I think in doing so have missed the original point. Now, I can't get into Voltaire's head, but within the context of James Clear's discussion, this has everything to do with the idea that done is better than perfect. Yes, because perfection is an impossible myth. It doesn't exist. It's a mountain you can climb, but you'll never summit. And the point is, if you wait around for perfection, in any sense of the word, you'll wait forever. Action is greater than inaction. If there's something that is frustrating you, if there's something that you feel this teeny tiny spark for, that's your clue. It's time to take some action. Not feeling confident, not feeling ready, doesn't mean that you can't or you aren't. It means that you need more experience getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. This can apply to life in general, sure, but it also applies to our teacher musician life as well. There are so many different pathways we can travel when it comes to teaching our kids. There are so many new things to try, new ways to create, new ways to relinquish control to our kids that we may never get to see magic happen if we don't try. I've seen members of the Sequencing Solution experience this firsthand. They've never had their kids improvise. They've never used movement in their classroom. They've never taught this way. And at first, it's new and different and uncomfortable because of its new and differentness. But the more that they step into it, the more that they make the process their own and things take shape in a way that they weren't expecting, it's even better than they expected. Action gives you data. The data you need to make your next best choice, the next right thing, as Anna would say in Frozen. But staying in a state of homeostasis, being afraid to turn up the heat, debilitates your growth. So take action, whether it's changing your lesson flow, writing new songs for your students to sing and play, or breaking out of the barred instruments when they usually just take up space in your closet. It won't go perfectly, and you will learn so much about yourself and your kids. Another thing that I came across is the importance of environment. In the book, Atomic Habits, one of the strategies that Clear talks about is setting up your environment for success. It's all about surrounding yourself with things and people who help you step into the identity you imagine for your future self. The teacher space is incredibly supportive. I mean, this year has totally taught us that, but it can also be incredibly toxic. 
I've made no secrets about the fact that I have to sort of prep myself when I dive into certain internet communities of other educators because the nature of some conversations, not all, but some are 100% out of alignment with who I am and how I interact with my colleagues and friends. Now, to be clear, I'm talking about the interactions themselves, not the topics, because education has and always will have important and hairy issues that we owe our students to address and discuss candidly and honestly. But it doesn't always serve me, and on the days that it doesn't, I don't engage. I control my environment. Another way that I control my environment is by finding those groups that do align with how I want to interact with others, how I want to learn from others, how I want to engage with new ideas and do my own research and ask questions and be in an environment that, yes, some days might challenge my thinking, but also allows for conversations that advance my understanding and highlight the holes in my thinking. I also want to be in an environment that is supportive and makes space to ask questions and learn from one another. This is a big reason why why the Anacrusic community, the Music Crew Collaborative, and all the communities inside of the Sequencing Solution and the League exist, so that we all have a place to be in an environment that will serve us and teach us well. So take action. Where are you engaging? Is it in a space that will make you think? Is it in a space that you can meaningfully engage and ask questions? Find that place. Join one of those that I mentioned or somewhere else that fits for you. The last thing I want to share that I came across inside of the book is that your identity determines your actions and not how you think of yourself now, how you think of your future self. So Clear talks about this when defining habits specifically. One particular anecdote that has stuck with me is how he had a friend who lost a significant amount of weight, the number exactly escapes me, from simply asking herself over and over, is this what a healthy person would do? The identity of a healthy person gave her all of the context clues that she needed to make effective choices and shift her habits. So what is your identity? Are you a teacher? Are you a musician? Are you a mother? Are you a wife, a sister, a friend, a best friend, a dog mom, a runner, a reader, a baker, a candlestick maker? Like, what is it that defines who you are? And how does that person act? What would you do? What do you do? Are you a teacher musician? Does that mean a couple hours on the weekend arranging some songs for your kids? Are you a researcher? Will you find a solid anthology of folk materials from different cultures and genres to use as the basis for your curriculum? Are you a lifelong learner? Will you take advantage of weekend workshops? Will you find professional development online? Whatever it is, making a commitment to that identity and the actions that define it, whatever that means for you and your own specific meaning of that identity, is a mindset shift that isn't simple, but it'll make all the difference. And I hope, I truly hope, that being a lifelong learner is a part of your identity. As part of that, I do hope that you'll join me for my upcoming workshop. So here are the takeaways, though, friends. Take some action, even if it feels smallish. You know, cherish and be picky about your environment. And then think about where you want your identity to be and step into it. Until next time, friends, happy new year, 2021, we can do this. Thanks for spending this little pocket of your day with me. I know music teachers are super strapped for time, so be sure to check out all the resources on anacoustic.com for today's episode. Don't forget to click subscribe wherever you're listening to today's podcast so you don't miss an episode of TAP. That way, you'll be notified each and every week when a new episode is live. And if you want even more tips and tricks delivered to your inbox, like a little love note from me to you, make sure you sign up for the Anacoustic newsletter and you'll be the first to know all the things. 
Also, if you are feeling today's episode, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram and Facebook. And I'd love you forever if you take a hot minute and leave a review. See you next time.